This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 85, Forging Female Friendships with Brooke Walker. Hey, everybody. Hey, guys. (laughs) Oh, giggly start. Okay. I'm Becky Higgins. I'm Becky Proudfit. And we are Becky Squared. Becky Squared. This is, we just made up a new little intro there. I kind of oh, like it. I kind of like it. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me back in like the 90s when we like left our own like recording for the voicemail. Yes. And like, and it was like newlywed couples. That was like a thing that that. Hi, I'm Becky. <laughs> and I'm, I'm David. <laughs> We're the Higgins. No, but literally you just read our script. That's totally what we did. Oh, man. I mean, what newlywed couple didn't do that when they were first married and oh, had a voicemail I'll together? I'll do you one better. Ooh. I did it in college with my like roommate in of course college. You did. So uh-huh. we would be making up fancy jingles. Also, I do remember like spending a fair amount of time when AOL Messenger was a thing. Oh, like, my gosh. Like leaving my away message <laughs> and having to play with like fonts and colors and like coming up with like just the right you guys. like catchy phrase. Maybe that is how... Instagram writing really started that hook that like that's what that catchy little caption AOL Messenger really got me going on that AOL Messenger Mm -hmm. can you even believe okay nice little walk through memory lane speaking of memory lane we're with Brooke Walker today and Brooke and I personally go back a lot of years and I basically have watched her grown up in this industry um and it's been really really cool because this woman this woman you watch her for two seconds on tv and you're like oh yeah she's natural like she's got it she's got it all together Mm -hmm. she's got this thing figured out but way 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 more importantly and how she does her work as a tv host brooke walker is one of the finest human beings i know she is truly full of such beautiful character and i love everything about her i'm so excited that we get to share this conversation with you well and dare i say you know i've just barely met Brooke when we went to interview. We've been on her show. Becky's been on her show for years, several times. I've been on her show just once. But um, she wasn't there that time. She wasn't yeah, there. So and you guys we've had like hit met. and misses where we have mm-hmm. kind of been circling mm-hmm. each other. I think what makes Brooke so good, she is extremely talented on camera, but I believe the talent that that is, is her true and honest authenticity. Totally. Like she is exactly who she appears to be. It's mm-hmm. not an act. It's not, she is very good at what she does because she has Owned and honed, mm-hmm. owned and honed. I like that. Um, being herself yes. and bringing herself out to the camera and out to people. And you will surely see this in this conversation. We truly can't wait for you to dive in and meet Brooke. I think you're going to find some pleasant surprises as well. Maybe something that you're not expecting. So this is going to be awesome. We hope that you feel really encouraged as you listen and as you ponder and think about your own female friendships. So before we share that um, conversation with Brooke, let's hear a quick word from this week's sponsor. There's a pretty good chance that you have our simple notebooks, yes? Well, if you're like us, there's always a notebook or two that's with us on the go. For me personally, I have a notebook where I keep track of all my to-dos and notes and brainstorming, and I have a separate notebook that acts as more of a journal where I write more personal impressions. Regardless of how you use your notebooks, we can all agree that the size of the BH notebook is perfect Mm -hmm. and so easy to tote around. Our favorite way to protect these notebooks is with the pouch organizers, from our favorite Ryla pack. You've heard us shared about Ryla because their backpack is our absolute favorite. And neither one of us leave home without this seriously perfect bag 
for on the go. We just want to be sure that you know about their pouch organizers because they're just as essential in our everyday life as the backpack itself. And we know you'll be so glad to have these too. It's a set of three pouches that are clear on one side and the rest of the pouch is a gorgeous vegan leather. Your simple notebooks will fit perfectly in the largest pouch and the other two sizes are so fantastic for your makeup items, earbuds, hair ties, and all sorts of smaller items that would otherwise be lost in the black hole of your purse or backpack. I know you know what I'm talking about. When shopping at rylapack.com, be sure to use code Becky15 to save 15%. Hi, Brooke Walker. Hello, Becky Higgins. Welcome to the show. I'm so giddy. That's the word I'm going to probably keep coming back to. I'm just and so honored should. and, and excited. It's We are giddy every time we've been together. It's That's true. It's been. We just took a little walk down memory lane and it's been many years. Becky okay. and I. We calculated. Thir- 13. 13. Lucky 13, so, ladies. 13 years ago is when we first met mm-hmm. and we did a live studio audience thing for Studio 5. Yeah, in front of like 600 mm-hmm. people and I had fangirled over you for years prior, never met before that and it was a frantic like, oh my gosh, it's Becky Higgins backstage. Let's go do TV. I mean, it was just that fast and furious, <laughs> right? Yeah. And we did. We did. We just did TV that day yeah. and it was so nerve-wracking for me because I had not done a live studio audience TV spot before uh, and so there and I was really, this is back when I was working for Creating Keepsakes yes. before I had even started my business. Yes. So I was so nervous about the experience but also representing well because mm-hmm. obviously well and you had family in the audience yes, there was some pressure there it wow. did yeah even kevin i, think I need to find this brother? footage somewhere I, oh i've got it oh i bet you do i just don't know where it is oh i have a direct <laughs> link that i will zap you yes. right after this conversation oh i can't wait. it was so well done and the energy of a live audience though it's a little jarring is i mean untouchable yeah. it's so fun I and they loved like you it. we love you the Aww. women love you we ate you up that thank day thank you so much well we agree with you on the live experience there's nothing yeah. like it and when we've taught live classes together the energy is even more so because of just this work that we've done together yeah um but connecting with women in person especially and we don't isolate men here but because we have that special bond with women who understand the world that we're in. Oh my gosh. And so that's, that is why, that's why, you know, of all the topics that you could speak to, which Mm. are about numberless, (laughs) right? (laughs) And you've had so much experience, which we're going to talk about in a second. We're so excited that this is the topic that you felt Mm. near and dear to your heart. So before we get into that, before you enlighten us so greatly. Oh boy. Go ahead and give us a <laughs> no backstory. Pressure, None at all. <laughs> Go ahead and give us a backstory on who you are, what your work is, and um, what you do. Oh my gosh. It's like that first date question I was mm-hmm. never good at answering. So I'm kind of a dull person at the core, actually. Uh, actually no, I am. No. It's true. I don't say that to be like self-deprecating. I'm really kind of a plain Jane. Anyway, I'm a wife. Mark and I have been married six years. I'm a mother. I have three kids, four and under. So Emmy's four. Boston's just wow. about to turn three. He's losing. We were just talking that yeah. chibi chub in the cheeks yeah. and it's making me crazy because he's going from like squishy toddler to little yes, boy the and best. then Lucy Joe is 15 months and she is just the light of our lives she's Aww. so fantastic so those two titles wife and mother headline any resume I could ever take you through um, beyond that I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and I don't say that to take you to church but just because yeah. it's a huge part of who I am yeah. my faith's really important to me um, and I host a couple of television shows we'll throw that out there I host Studio 5 on KSL TV which is the NBC affiliate in Salt Lake City I've been doing 
doing that for almost 15 years now, wow. which is crazy to say. Like you do the math. I'm like, oh, we launched the show in, tw- in tw- 2005. And then you yeah. start to count on your fingers and you're yeah. like, that was a long time ago. Yeah. So clearly I was 16 when I started working on this show. <laughs> yeah. um, but prior to that, in another life, I was a news reporter for KSL. So I like to say Studio 5 got me off the corner. Like I found myself <laughs> at five o'clock on some different yeah. crime scene or in some different, um, you know, breaking news reports. So I appreciated the opportunity to go to the to the lighter side of the street. And, and Do you know I actually lived in Utah when Studio 5 launched? You, you did? Oh, don't, don't tell I me did. you have memories. I can't even look back at those I'm first sure couple of years. <laughs> so there's a large part of having four kids in a short amount of time. There's a lot of that time I don't remember, but yes, sure. I'm sure Blur. we spent a lot of time together. I'm so glad. See, that's why I feel so connected to you is we're that's, bonded through the screen. That's right. The thing is, and, and speaking to the bond through the screen, it really happens, and you know it more mm-hmm. than we would, but you know how well you are connecting with people who do spend that time watching the show because yeah. you guys are very thoughtful about the topics that you choose to cover because it's not just just quote women's interest, mm-hmm. right? Because that's how we could identify our podcast too, right. women's interest. Um, but you really are very thoughtful in the topics that you're choosing, the guests that you have on the show to help build up women. We try to be. We have a, I have a fantastic team. I'm part of a fantastic team, an all-female team that represent different ages and stages of life, different faiths, different hobbies, different passions. And we bring that all to the table every day. And our thought is people are so busy. Women are so busy. If you're going to give me an hour of your time on a busy weekday morning, we're going to make it worth your while. So early on, we were like, we're not going to waste time with the stupid Hollywood topics. We're not going to waste time with the trivial. We're going to go. Like, we're going to talk yeah. and we're going to explore and hopefully inspire. So it's been a great gift for me to learn. Honestly, I feel like I'm on this personal, like, family life PhD opportunity yeah. and, and path course. And it's been great. So I host Studio 5. I also picked up a new show for BYU TV called Family mm-hmm. Rules last so year. Cool. It's been really, really fun. It's it's a more in-depth discussion of the topics that are passionate to me, which is home, family, and motherhood. So yeah. it keeps me busy. That's so cool. Yeah. That is so I cool. love it. And you know, Becky and I fully, fully relate to you. The work that you do through with television, how it feels like it benefits you more than anyone else totally. who would watch the show. Totally. That's totally yeah. how we feel about this work in podcasting. It, the information's great. The guests are incredible. Like, we're hoping and helping mm-hmm. reach yeah. people, and that's great. But, man, I don't think that anyone's benefiting more than we are. Yeah. Exactly. We just feel like it is such a personal growth journey. Yeah, if you and, tell me people yeah. are watching and liking it, I'm like, oh, fringe bonus, because yeah. I am loving it. This yeah. is a great I'm front row seat for me. Yeah. yeah, I think it's cool too. We get a lot of messages. Um, just today, I got one that said, "Oh, I, w- I listen to you every day when I go running." And I remember watching Studio Five during one of my kids' nap times. And mm. I think that's so precious when someone gives mm-hmm. you that hour of precious time that you want to make sure that you're filling it up, not just with entertainment and distraction, but truly things that are going to uplift and enrich people's right. lives. Which yeah. I, yeah, which I kind of think is a good segue into what we are here to talk about today. So, do you want to take us through that? Well, you reached out a few months ago. It's been a kind of yeah. <laughs> Some time in the making. But at the time, I think uh, Becky H. asked me, you know, what is on your brain? What's on your heart? What yeah. is kind of, what's, what are you rolling around and thinking about at night? And I immediately went to this topic of, um, it's kind of, a, I guess, a, in, in the vein of positivity. But I went to this idea of, when you asked me, I was, I, was, I was wrestling with the idea that as women, we're given opportunities to kind of bid and connect with people. Mm-hmm. And too often it feels like those bids or those connections fall short if we don't line up with kind of the societal norm mm-hmm. of being negative. It, sound, it yeah. feels like the negative connections sometimes are the easiest ones to make. And that was bugging me. That was really bothering me. Like, why when yeah. I reach out to neighbors and sisters and friends and coworkers, why do I feel like... I connect with them quickest Mm -hmm. when we're whining or when we're complaining or when we're commiserating together. And we certainly have those days and we have those conversations and they're important to have. But that was what was on my kind of heart weight, my heart mind when you reached Mm -hmm. out to me. And I thought, 
over the course of the last several months, I've just been pondering how can we as women seek those connections that we're craving and that we know we're needing, that we know we're lacking, but do it in a positive way. And I'm not talking like we all have to be Pollyanna running around chasing the butterflies, but is there a way to forge real deep, meaningful connections and not have to go down the rabbit hole of here's what's wrong and here's why my life isn't feeling fun? I love that. And I think we've talked about this. The problem with, you know, Becky and I have called it toxic bonding where you're really um, the basis of your relationship is over shared misery. The problem is, is you don't want to stay in that miserable place. So when you move out of that place, that relationship becomes really unstable. Mm. And that becomes a really hard thing to move out of that and feel like you're leaving someone behind who's not ready to be out of that misery. Or you get trapped in that place. Right. Or you aren't able to move past that place. And that relationship, Mm -hmm. then that connection becomes all about that. And that's Mm -hmm. a sticky place to be. It is a sticky place. I think it's really interesting that you brought up that you know, because everyone does have the tendency to want to do that, right? The toxic bonding, they don't realize it. But the word that you said is easy. It's Mm -hmm. easier to be that way. And I just wanted to point that out because when we focus on these topics under the umbrella of cultivating a good life, to cultivate is work. It's not accidental. And so please note that when Brooke's talking about the ease of it, you guys aren't sailing through life in an easy way. That's not fun. The real growth happens when you work and you put effort forth. And so that's what we're excited to hear from you about is what are some of the efforts that we can make, especially as women, to cultivate these meaningful relationships with other women without the the negativity, the cattiness, the gossip, the other things that kind of root us in toxic bonding. I don't know I have all the answers, but I will say this stemmed from a very personal place. So a few years ago, we built a home. We moved into a new neighborhood. I was super anxious, as you are, to connect and make those new neighbor friends. And it was a little bit of a, a up hill climb in that I was one of the only people on the block that worked, right? So mm-hmm. that I, I'm out of the home for a few hours, at least every day. And and these women were home and having those more day-to-day connections. Mm-hmm. So I felt kind of a little bit of, I'll say, over-eagerness or yeah. even <laughs> franticness to break through that barrier and yeah, really connect yeah, with these mm-hmm. women. And I remember going to probably, if not the first, one of the first little neighborhood, you know, socials or whatever, gatherings, girlfriend night, nights. And wanting so desperately to, you know, meet yeah. these new women and carve out these relationships. And it kind of started to go down, the conversation started to go down that path, which again, I don't fault it. There are days when you just need to vent. Yeah. And there were some women there that had had particularly rough days and they were kind of letting it out to the girlfriends as we do and as we should. And I found myself latching on to every theme like, oh, your husband, yeah, my, my husband's lazy. My <laughs> husband's lazy too. My kids drive me crazy. Yeah. Kids drive us crazy. How do we do it? But I wasn't feeling any of that authentically. At the time, I was like kicking my heels up when my kids woke up from their nap. And that does sound Pollyanna. But Mm -hmm. as a working mom, I think the hours and the the investment is a little different for me when I am home. You know, it's a different different pull or a different draw. Those hours are so precious. But I found myself kind of jumping on the pure bandwagon, if you will, and going down every negative rabbit hole. And I drove Mm -hmm. home thinking... What did I just do? Like that was nothing but an effort to mm. unify in, in pursuit of good connection. But I didn't really feel that way. I wasn't having yeah. that kind of a day. I wasn't having that kind of an experience. And it, that's what got my brain worrying in this direction is, you know, and looking back, those women didn't expect that of me. Now we're close friends, great friends, and I can call them on days like that and feel perfectly fine about it. They didn't need that from me. They didn't expect that from me. Right. But in the moment, I felt that was the only way I could meet them at that point or connect in that moment. Isn't it interesting how um, I think almost being negative becomes a defense mechanism and we confuse being um, – negative or venting with being vulnerable like people think to be vulnerable is to show everyone your ugly parts right Mm -hmm. really it's not that right it's to show who you really are but it's actually easier it's easier to talk about things that are negative and that kind of charge us up 
because we're not actually showing ourselves, right? We're not actually looking at things objectively. Well, and Brooke, you you were in a new neighborhood at that time, but I think that everybody can relate to that, even if you didn't just move into a neighborhood, that there are new people you meet all the time. Mm -hmm. And so in those first... Um, points of connection and those per- those first opportunities to be together, I think everyone has a tendency to shy away from being who they truly, truly are mm-hmm. and how they really, really feel because you don't want to offend. You don't have that level of relationship yet. You just don't know them well enough You're to know how the they're... Waters. You're yeah. totally testing the waters. Yeah. And so... I, I think my favorite part of that story with you is that you took the time to be self-reflective about it. Mm-hmm. And I would assume that that's probably one of the, the insights that you would share is is how important that is to be aware when you s- notice yourself doing things like that. Slipping to that place. I think we certainly have to draw our own boundary. And some days it might be thick. Some days it might be thin. But set that personal boundary for yourself. This is who I am, and I'm going to try to reflect that in my conversation. And I love what you said about the vulnerability or the authenticity. I think we really are misunderstanding. We're going a little too far, you yeah. know, some direction on this definition of authenticity in that positivity is authentic. Mm -hmm. Positivity can be authenticity if that's really how you're feeling. And we misinterpret it as to be authentic or to be vulnerable. I've got to show you all the skeletons in my closet. Mm -hmm. In fact, let me take you through rib cage, rib cage, bone by bone (laughs) and show you just how scary these skeletons are. If if that's not who you are or what you're feeling in that moment, that's, Mm -hmm. that's not authentic. That's not truly being, you know, Brene Brown's definition of vulnerability. If you're really feeling the moment, I love my husband. I love being a mom. That's okay too. And I almost feel like we're, you know, in those moments when we are kind of painting the rainbow or riding that high, we feel like we can't vocalize it as loudly as some other messages because it's not in vogue. It's not popular. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a specific example. And I think that everybody should be thinking about their own specific examples. One thing that I'm known for in my closest circles, especially with my husband or best friends, closest friends, is is that I innately give people the benefit of the doubt. I now love there's that. a part. I'm not saying this to uh, trust me. No. I'm saying this as it's been a point of insecurity for me. I don't want to come across like I'm trying to be positive, but not mm-hmm. gen- like it's mm-hmm. not. I'm not trying to do anything. I mm-hmm. genuinely love to think through everyone's perspective, and I like to think about how maybe they acted in that way because fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's just where my brain goes. It's an innate part of me, and that you know to what you're talking about positivity is authenticity. For me to take it a positive approach to see somebody else's perspective is my authenticity. Yeah. And I shouldn't I shouldn't hide that. I shouldn't try yeah. to not be that just because I'm concerned about it being perceived as right. Pollyanna, as well, you mentioned. It's been a huge criticism, you know, throughout the duration of my career. Like, oh, so polished. So, you know, so mm-hmm. up and up. Everything's always happy. No, it's not. But at the same time, and I say this with compute, complete humility, positivity is one of, I believe, my God-given strengths. Yes, and so right. to live any other way would be denying that gift. I'm not perfect at it. I have bad days just like the rest of us. But for the most part, I feel pretty happy and the world looks pretty bright. And so for me to be able to share that in my own, you know, in my own pursuit of authenticity and even vulnerability, that's what it looks like for me. And so I appreciate when women give me the space and honor that and and don't kind of brush over it with that Pollyanna paintbrush. Sure, there are bad days, but there are way more great days. And we need those voices. We do need those voices. And when you have a God-given talent, we've talked about this so much, but it's, it's meant to bless you and those around you. And so when we have these people in our lives and I'm kind of that same way where I can find the good in anything. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's how I approach my life. That's how I'm successful in my relationships and in my marriage. And that's how I make sense of things like cancer and in the hard things Mm -hmm. that come for me, that is being honest and authentic. And so I love that you said that because Please don't ever quiet your positive because the world well, needs it. 
your group of friends needs it. Like we really need that. And we as women need to be more careful about recognizing and amplifying each other's truly God-given gifts. Well, and because we're talking about strengthening these connections with each other, that's exactly what you're doing is when you are exuding that positivity or whatever it is, you are giving others around you permission to do the same. Mm. And, and I don't mean do the same, like be the same level of positivity. I mean, be who they are authentically. I hope so. Yeah, no, that is naturally what happens. The other thing that I, I remember you mentioning is something about a trip to the dump. Can you like, speak to that? Because I doesn't that sound happy. I, I, well, I'm she really, that. really intrigued. What is this trip to the dump? Please well, enlighten us. I started to think when I was a little girl. I grew up in Brigham City, Utah, small town USA, and had just a, really a, a cherished, idyllic childhood. But I remember those Saturdays where, as a family, we'd roll up our sleeves and really work hard together. And this was fun for our family, particularly because I come from a family of all girls, mm-hmm. all sisters. So when we could get out there in the garage yeah. or in the dirt with my dad, this was super fun. And a particular Saturday came to mind where we were building a deck in the back and the lumber kind of the scrap wood was starting to pile up and my dad took that as an opportunity to then clean out the shed which turned into cleaning the garage and slowly we had this huge pile of junk that now needed to be hauled off that wouldn't fit in our routine neighborhood garbage can Mm -hmm. pickup right Mm -hmm. but what stands out to me about that experience in relation to this topic is that trip to the dump that we ultimately took on that Saturday was planned it was a special trip it wasn't something that was going to happen Monday Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday it was going to happen that one rogue Saturday yeah. of the month. That's when we piled up all of our junk, we loaded it, and we took it out, you know, past the I-15 westbound, yonder, into the horizon, yeah. and left it at the dump. Yeah. And I think as we look at, again, I don't want to, I don't want the message here, the takeaway to be, we can't have down days. We can't share our struggles or our trials mm-hmm. with each other because we should. But I think it would serve us well, personally, inside, to designate those conversations or designate those trips to the dump. When the junk mm-hmm. is piling up, when things are hard hopefully we're not feeling the need to release that monday tuesday wednesday thursday hopefully we can carve out a special conversation Mm. with that person that person we trust that can hold our junk for us and help us sort Mm -hmm. through and weed through it that's kind of our trip to the dump so plan those make those purposeful call those name those what they are don't let those be your casual conversations that trickle all throughout your day because that's going to weigh you down from morning till Mm. night i love that you know researchers family researchers these days are talking about how shame's lifted when you name something or when you yeah. when you call it out and yes. say it out loud what it is. I think that applies to our junk I think that applies to our trials or our burdens or the things we're trying to sort through let's name it this is my junkyard conversation this is my trip mm. to the dump can warn you help your me friend. here yeah, yeah. Warn, free we warn. need to do this here and warn yourself I'm gonna yeah. let myself go here right we talked about drawing that boundary for yourself thick or thin I'm gonna let myself go to that boundary point and then I'm gonna bounce back right yeah. so those trips to the dump are special they're rare and that's when we dump our junk oh on gosh. those I love that them. that is so good such a and as a as a personal fan of organization, I like the yes. organizational aspect of that. Yes. Becky's like, tell me more. I know. Tell me more about Can these I buckets? have a label maker present as well? I'm gonna label. Was the junk sorted by type right. or kind? <laughs> and level of intensity? I love that. And, you know, you mentioned about, mentioned drawing your personal line, thick or thin. Like, maybe speak to that a little bit more, too, because boundaries are tricky. Yeah. They are so tricky in relationships and with ourselves. Which, yeah. What's been your experience with I that? I just think if there are things that are really important it's easy again if you're trapped in that conversation where someone's having their dump day right Mm -hmm. and give it to them and good on them it's easy to let yourself go there so for me I've just set some personal boundaries like motherhood means this to me so I'm not going to let myself say that it's kind of like when marriage therapists say you never let the d word enter your Mm -hmm. conversation right never never say the word divorce because Mm -hmm. once you go there it's kind of hard to go back Mm. I've just set those personal standards for myself you're probably not going to hear me um talk about um my 
kids and how annoying they are. Not that they don't have annoying days because all kids do, but I prayed and prayed for these babies and Mm -hmm. I'm not going to compromise that in a casual conversation for the sake of a meager surface conversation. That's just one of of my personal boundaries and it's going to be different woman to woman. That's why I say the line can be thick, the line can be thin and that line can change day to day. There might be a day, who knows, where I have to call a sister and be like, oh my gosh, this four-year-old is making me lose my marbles and I'm not limiting myself, but in the day-to-day surface structure conversations, I've set those personal metrics mm-hmm. so I know I'm not going to dip below that line for me for me mm. I love that one of the things that stuck out to me as you're talking about having the dump day is um, we talked before in the podcast about um, a sp- specific friend that I had who pointed out to me as I was complaining to her as my kids were becoming preteens and I had one of those conversations where I'm like I just want them to listen to me like I don't understand why we need to do this every day like why can't they just do what I'm saying and she said to me because she's a very good friend she says well it kind of sounds like you're wanting them to follow Satan's plan and I was like oh <laughs> what now what did you say and what she was say, right what she was saying was well the you know Satan's plan is for you to not have any decision and to just follow mm. blindly and she's like you don't really want that and that to me highlights what a good friend is so yes. in addition to having those times of of having that dump on when you're on the friend side of that conversation being the friend that can say to the girlfriend who says my husband's driving me crazy and let her let it out and then maybe gently and Becky does this all the time point out like it really sounds like he was being super patient and like you really need to recognize mm-hmm. that. But not letting them go down that slippery slope and, and take you with them. Be the voice of reason because that is yes. the highest form of love is to help someone be their best self. And not that you need to coach someone, but I so appreciated maybe five seconds after she said it, maybe the first four <laughs> took me a minute. But I so appreciated what she was saying because it opened my eyes to what I was being irresponsible with what was coming out of my mouth. But the things that come out of our mouth become our thoughts, I which become our reality. just going to say that. We talk about habits shaping who we are, and that applies soundly and deeply to our character. Mm-hmm. Frequency plays a role in this as well. If I can share a mortifying story that I've actually never said out loud. Yes, so here please. We go. Share the stories. <laughs> juicy, juicy. No, one day a, a girlfriend called me, and she, lovely woman, she had, I think at the time, five kids, maybe six kids. And she called me. I put her on speaker, and she announced she was having another baby. This was like the big breaking news and out of my mouth I went oh are you okay (laughs) I'm so sorry because Mm -hmm. yeah there's a reason other conversation was I can't do this I can't handle this my kids are making crazy I'm overwhelmed Mm -hmm. what is he doing he you know these kids I mean Mm -hmm. that was the tone and the nature Mm -hmm. of almost every conversation we had Mm -hmm. so that context makes a lot of right so in that moment I was like I'm so sorry you're having a baby and there was this awkward silence and she said are you kidding I'm thrilled and I was mortified. I said, yeah. oh, my gosh, of course you are. Recovery, recovery, recovery. Yeah. <laughs> when you talk about that personal responsibility, again, yeah. we can have the dump days. Have the dump days. Take the dump days. But I think we need to look at the frequency and pattern of those conversational habits, those mm-hmm. stories we're telling ourselves, those words we're putting out there. They're powerful. They shape who we are, and they shape you know who we be- who we become. And they shape the thoughts that other people around you have, because yeah. that's why you, it, you were very oh. innocent in that place of oh, like, oh, I, are well, you okay? You yeah. were actually kind of feeling compassionate. Totally. Because you recognize from all of the conversations that you've had before that that would probably be a very hard thing for her right and then the back 
backpedaling set in because you realize, right. oh, wait, she's actually excited. Mm-hmm. Well, this this really leads into something else, um, a, a phrase that I've heard you use that you say, your vibe determines your tribe. My sister taught me this. Okay. Isn't that good? First I of all, love it rhymes. It. I mean, give me Gotta all the vinyl. Yeah. Put it on the wall. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But this idea of you attract what you put out there, and this yes. applies to all relationships. Um, over Valentine's Day this year on Studio 5, we did this series called Couple Goals where we sat down with a different couple every day and kind of mm-hmm. cracked open how they Ooh, how they did it. I love that. And one couple in particular, Ryan and Ashley Smith, they shared how they are super strategic about the people they surround themselves with. And you hear mm-hmm. that, the five people you're around yes. yeah. shape you're- who you are. You can apply that. Ryan and Ashley applied it to their marriage. I think you could apply that to your girlfriend relationships as well, like who you're surrounding, you yeah. take in, but also what you put out, you attract. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if I'm the girl that's constantly complaining or whining or my day's hard or my lot is heavy, I'm going to attract those people. And that, you talk about toxic bonding. Right. That sounds like a toxic club waiting it to does. happen, right? As you circle up yeah. the wagons in that negative way. So you got to look at yourself first and say, what's the what's the the um, narrative I'm putting out there? What's the message I'm putting out there? Right. And you'll get that back tenfold. It reminds me of what we brought up in our very first episode. Yeah, our first um, episode, just oh. so Brooke knows, was called... Um, uh, Let your freak flag fly. No, no, no. It's about. Uh, <laughs> well, oh no! It's welcome to our tribe. Welcome to our tribe. Yes. Welcome but in that episode, tribe. we talked about um, one of my very favorite Education Week speakers is a speaker called Michael Goodman. I don't know if you've heard, heard, of, heard him. of him. He um, oh. is on the what's a curriculum board at BYU. Okay. Amazing, amazing speaker. Well, and now he'll be a guest on my show. No, he exactly. is amazing. <laughs> yeah. we'll put you in touch. He, he's okay, amazing. Good. And he, um, he in the class, it was about it was actually a marriage class, but he was going to like how women sometimes tend to feel resentment and feel alone and whatever Mm -hmm. and he said women I don't understand it I don't understand why you do this you put out this image of what you think people want to see and then you wonder why you're alone in your relationships and I was like Mm. I I don't get it Michael what are you talking about say what and then he's like (laughs) because when you put out what you think people want you know when you put out the the toxic parts or, or the negative parts or whatever that image is you're projecting people are attracted to the image of you but you've never actually let people know you and he said, that's why you're unfulfilled in your friendships, because people don't actually know you. Mm. And he said, women, you need to let your freak flag fly <laughs> so that you can attract the people that yeah, are your people. That you need. But mm-hmm. if you don't put your flag out, no one can find you. No. Let your freak flag Isn't fly. that awesome? And it changed how I thought about everything. I love it, yeah. I love it so much. Yeah, because it, it, I realized that in some cases, and I think more when I was a young mother, I was more concerned about girls' nights and things, but a lot of those girls' nights tended to turn into complaining fests and I can't handle my life. And I would go home from those feeling more exhausted than when I went. And when I heard this, I was like, man, it's better sometimes to be alone, like getting to know myself, than it is to be distracting myself with all these social engagements that aren't actually fulfilling my life. They don't build mm-hmm. you up. Right. They don't serve you well, and then you go home no better than you left. Or worse, yeah. to be honest. Or sometimes yeah. you, yeah. No, that's Emily a good Bell Freeman, you probably yes. are familiar with her, her so work. I know, I love her much. as well. I interviewed her a couple weeks ago about how to enhance personal study, whatever that is yeah. for you, whether it's a self-help book or the scriptures or whatever it is. And she talked about this idea of, of a group study. She, she said every woman needs a group study mm-hmm. in her life. And hmm. I looked at her and I I've said... I've gone to some of her women group studies. But who has time for that? I'm right. barely sneaking in a few chapters or a few right, pages yes. myself and I kind of pushed her on that point like if I'm a busy wife woman and mother yeah. as I am why am I going to carve out time for a group study I can't even get my personal study right. off the ground mm-hmm. and she said we need as women these, we need the connection we know that but we also need the structure we need the hmm. structure around our connection and conversation that 
pushes us to deeper Ooh, places. I like that idea. And I sense it's more hmm. natural for both of you. I know this about you to just go deep. Like you just mm-hmm. go deep. You, yeah. can, you can pass Becky in the hall and stop and have a 30 second conversation and you'll walk away enriched. But for a lot of other women, I think it does yeah. take that structure or that purposeful intent. To, I'm going to go deeper with this conversation. I had never thought of that before. And I love that she said that because I was actually feeling the pushback in my head as you were. Yeah. And I, we love Emily so, so much. Yes. Oh, I, she's a part of my weekly life. She's the yeah. best. Really, truly, because of a, a YouTube series that she does with Dave Butler and it's called Don't Miss This. Okay, so there's just a little context. But um, the pushback that I was feeling in my head is, yeah, but what about for the busy person? But you're right. Some of us have it probably more naturally, but I, I can see I can see that the structure is there. And I was actually thinking, Becky, that's what our podcast work is. Mm-hmm. It's totally structured. Yep. Yeah. Group study, if you will. deep dive. Mm-hmm. And we, we structurally talk about and go deep diving into personal development and all things cultivating You've a good life. you consecrated this space yes. for the exploration of deeper conversation. And you mm-hmm. have a medium for that. You have an awesome platform, this awesome podcast where you're enriching women and inspiring women. Not everyone has that, but you can create it, right, through little book clubs Mm -hmm. or little certain girlfriend groups or outings. That that conversation can be meaningful. And so are you saying that that it might be be worth exploring for somebody who wants to experience more – of these connections with women to go ahead and maybe be the initiator absolutely of, of the book club put or it the study out group there or... yeah select some people that you feel will support you in the journey and let them know this is the purpose like designate the purpose I would like yes. this lunch to be help me with this or let's yeah. talk about this oh, aspect of that. motherhood or can I tell you guys you know this but Ooh, can that. I share uh, a way that I did this with a girlfriend please do so I um again was very overwhelmed with a lot of young lot felt like five thousand. It was only four. <laughs> Which four means twenty thousand diapers, right. let's be honest. We had to buy a bounce house at that period in our lives for the rambunctiousness of our sweet boys. It was great. But I had a girlfriend who I was having a hard time connecting, connecting? with. Mm-hmm. But I had young kids at home and so I didn't feel like I could always it wasn't always the best thing to do to step away from my family to carve out this time. So we um, decided that the very best way to cultivate like a good relationship but keep it uprich- uplifting is um, we started cleaning each other's houses. So once a week, what we would go to one of our houses and we would talk, 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 clean, go side by side, clean, clean, clean. We'd like make a fun lunch in the kitchen. What a great idea. And we would rotate houses. But we left those days and we were like, we feel so good because I wasn't stepping away from motherhood to do that. It was a way to kind of combine all the worlds. I love kept our friendship strong like there were some great conversations that we had we grew so much closer and we did that for probably two or three years and you had clean sinks and we had clean (laughs) sinks that's amazing most of the time we kind of had a funny rule that at her house I would clean the toilets and at my house she would clean the toilets so then it felt like we weren't cleaning our own toilets but again a designated time to get things done to connect and still invest in what was important to you it was so good I love that there's so many different ways to connect you know, and I, I'd love to maybe talk about that for a second because, you know, I think that the idea of maybe a book club or a study group or cleaning each other's houses, uh, what are what are some of the experiences that you guys have had, some other experiences and ways, like break it down specific, ways that we can kind of strengthen those connections that already exist or cultivate new ones? Hmm. I mean, I go basement level with just a simple text message. We've there tried you go. to, my sisters and I have tried to hop on the Marco Polo chain and we've tried to this and that at the end of the day, at the end of the night, when yeah. I pull up my phone and I have a thread from my sisters and, and it runs the range. I mean, it's everything from the true crime podcast my sister Kenzie is obsessed yeah. with to, you know, what my four year old nephew said as reported by my sister Lindsay. I love looking over the variety yeah. of those topics and, and it goes deep too, right? It's a favorite mm-hmm. scripture yeah. we're throwing around or it's mm-hmm. a favorite quote or mm-hmm. I think even using a casual means of communication to have those conversations it, it works for us I agree yeah it does work yeah I think um when you find yourself in group settings I remember a lot of like 
uh, park play date kind of situations, it was so much easier for me to not reach out, to not say hi. And um, making sure that when I am around other women, uh, because of the circumstances of my life, if I'm sitting at dance class with my daughter, to talk to the person next to me, to like be the person that shows that it's okay to just like say hi if you don't know someone and ask questions about other people. Because I found some really good friends that way. I want to add to that, though, I think because I'm going to just be vulnerable in sharing this. I I remember going through a period, especially in young motherhood, where if I was sitting at, say, dance practice or a sports practice, that I would I would take that chance if my child was not with me to get into my computer, to get into my phone, to yeah. take that 45 minutes to an hour to catch up on some things. And the way I justified that in my mind is because these weren't going to be long-term relationships. I might chat to the mom or dad next to me and have small talk for two seconds, but does that really matter in the grand scheme of things when I can catch up on some emails, which makes me more available as a mom when I got home? You see where I'm going with totally. this? I but see. hold on, but hold on. The the change, the shift that happened in my mind is I don't need a new best friend. I don't have to be establishing a new long-term relationship. It's a human connection. If the human connection lasts for three and a half minutes, I had a human connection. Mm. So there's nothing wrong with catching up on emails per se. It's It's more of just... Let's not be closed off to those opportunities to smile, look at the store clerk in the eyes, ask them how their day Mm -hmm. is going and doing those Mm -hmm. small, 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 simple things, Mm -hmm. even if it's not the very closest people in your life. Well, and honestly, you don't really know if they're the closest people in your life if you don't do it because you you don't know if that person is Mm going to be a three minute connection or a 30 year connection. It's true. I think we can also maybe get better, get good at gushing. I'm kind of fixated on this Oh, I love this. Talk about Gush in 2020. (laughs) Our uh, communication is often so abbreviated. So short. This comes after I just said text message is the best way that I talk to my sister someday. So I get that. But I always go back to that quote and I've heard it quoted so many times, even on like national news networks, but the Camilla Kimball never suppress a generous Mm -hmm. thought. We're so fast paced. We are suppressing all the thoughts. And I think if we can, as women, especially break that barrier, crack that ice with a good gush, Mm -hmm. a compliment, a sincere compliment, or just fall over someone who's done something great, you know, give it to them. There's a quote I love and now I'm going to slaughter it, but it's something like when your friends are up there, when they're succeeding, cheer, clap, holler out loud, like shake your pom-poms, throw the confetti. I think we could do a better job of that. I see a lot of our young interns coming through our program and they're almost emotionless like the communication Mm -hmm. is so static and short and fast we're missing that emotional gosh that emotional connection I think that's a great way to forge those relationships in a positive way is just to let the gush and the more you do it the more comfortable it feels sometimes my sister Lindsay and I share this in common but sometimes she's like did you overstorm the room meaning when I walk in I'm like hi (laughs) and you there can be vulnerability in that for sure and insecurity but be the one that's you know gushing and and showering those generous thoughts all over the room why is it hard for women to be so supportive of other women particularly when they are seeing success in their life. I don't mean monetary success. I mean right. if they're having any kind of success. Any kind of success and you can see that they're happy. Why is that hard for a lot of women to go to that place of feeling so genuinely happy for that person, let alone sharing that hmm. that excitement and support for them? I don't know what it is. I mean, I'm sure it's rooted somewhere in insecurity, but I also want to point out that I think because I'm actually a big proponent of this too. When you see something in someone else, don't just think it, vocalize it. And it's something I'm trying to train my kids. When you see something, say it because mm-hmm. I can't, no one can read your minds and generous thoughts kept to yourself are, are just useless. lost. Mm-hmm. They're useless. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that 
when we have problems with that, number one, it feels uncomfortable. Like if you if you're not used to doing this, the first couple times you do it, you're gonna feel like an idiot, and it's okay. Like it's totally okay. Anything that you've never done before right? is gonna feel uncomfortable. It feels unnatural, yeah. and you might be the only one in the room who's doing this. But like Becky was saying before, when you do things like that, it gives other people permission. Sometimes we don't even think of that as an option because it's just not part of our culture. So when someone does that, you're like, wait a minute. I can be positive and gush over someone, and that's okay. It's okay. And imagine, like, the, the the movement you could start, the gushing movement. I think this needs to be a thing. <laughs> Brooke, look what you're starting. Well, I do love a good gusher. Remember those fruit yes, snacks? Yes, the, the fruit gushers? snacks. I know. Those oh, were, like, the, the snacks you got only, like, once a month. So I've never tried. special. What? Oh, I'm getting looks, you guys. I'm getting looks. I'm mailing you a box immediately. <laughs> what are gushers? My- they're Gushers? like a little crew is gonna love them. Oh I can tell you that. Start, Becky, they're like a fruit snack, and inside they have some, I'm sure, chemical. It's like but a it jelly. out like a juicy jelly when you bite into Your it. Your kids are gonna love one of those it. Chocolate covered strawberries, <laughs> and we'll call it good. Listen, we're gonna have you eat a gusher and do the whipped cream challenge. We're making oh, a list, right. a checkmark that's list. Right. Do you know the whipped, whipped cream, cream challenge? challenge. With yes. that, Betsy, uh-huh. Mike Souls challenged yes. us to the whipped cream challenge. Awesome. Yeah. So we may not be able to ever really pinpoint why it is so hard, not just for women at large, but sometimes us even specifically. I think that the three of us, even sitting here, can all say that we're very our frame framework of life mm-hmm. really is quite positive compared, I think, to uh, most of the world and there's nothing wrong with that and there's nothing better than that like it's just what it is I think it's harder for us to identify like why it is that maybe that is culturally kind of more of the norm but I think that what we each have the responsibility to do on a very uh, cellular level and very personal level is catch ourselves and notice like are we are we doing well with this are we opening our mouths when we think the kind thoughts are we choosing to have the kind thoughts in the first place and then are we saying them are we articulating them are we expressing them in a way that helps boost up those around us and I want to say with gushing that it doesn't have to look like an over-exuberant expression of it takes five minutes to get through all of your words. Yes, right. please do that once in a while, especially with those closest to you. But can you imagine being the kid at the movie theater who's taking everybody's tickets and everyone's just rushing in to get their popcorn, but then someone stops and look at that kid, looks at that kid in the eyes and says, you are radiating. Like, thank you for being such a positive light because mm-hmm. you're just your smile is so great. And then move on. Yeah, by like, small and it's simple. Long, by mm-hmm. small and simple things. Great things shall come to pass because the difference that you can make in someone's day is remarkable. Yeah. Just say the things, guys. Yeah. Say it say out loud. Say the things. And we talked about this, I don't know, in the parenting episode, I think, with Roger K. Allen. But one thing with my with my kids that I totally just appreciate are those people that love them who aren't me. Mm-hmm. Because a compliment Agreed. from someone who's not me is about 10 times more effective than if I were to say the same mm-hmm. thing. So and when I- your community and your tribe loves your people – it's just really, it's magic. It's, it creates true and lasting connection. Well, and I'll say, you know, Brooke, you mentioned how young your kids are. You will see that more and more um, as your kids get older, how significantly that touches you when someone goes out of their way to not just show love to your child, but even say it to you. Like, mm. I was really impressed that so-and-so mm-hmm. did this thing or the way they treated someone. Like, it will make you want to burst with mm. joy. Yeah, It is the greatest thing on the planet. And so maybe that's another thing that we can all be a little better about is making sure that we share those compliments to other parents who, gosh, if you're a parent, you know the struggle. It's yeah. it's not easy raising little humans 
or big humans. <laughs> Any or humans. medium-sized humans as well. <laughs> or myself. Can right. we talk about raising me? <laughs> it's true. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Um, no, I just love the light and energy that you guys bring. I could just no. sit and chat all day, and that's sincere. That's not a trite passing. Are you gushing no. on purpose? I'm, no, no, no. This, <laughs> is, a this is a great gush. <laughs> no, really. You guys carry, from the second you walked in the doors at Castle Broadcast House today, you carried a light and a levity about you, and so oh, thanks for thanks. sharing that. I'm just honored to hang. I know. I know. We should hang more. Let's I know. hang more. That's why when we hit the stop button, we're just going to eat chocolate now, chocolate covered strawberries. That is not right. normal. Just so you know, right as we sat down, our stage manager, Jeff, brought in chocolate covered strawberries. I think they offered you lobster as well. They and did offer lobster. There's some serious I need a job at KSL. We've decided. Now you know why. We're going to be a KSL podcast you're from very, now on. Oh, gosh. You're very primed and ready, Becky. But yes. I'm for moving I from gained the desert. 20 pounds in the first, like, three months of this show. And now you know why. There's food everywhere all the oh, time. That's awesome. Yeah. What a fun part of the culture. Yeah. Well, tell people where they can connect with you and, and feel more like they especially outside of Utah because mm-hmm. your show's in Utah people yeah. can connect with you every day but for the most of the world mm-hmm. where do they find you where do they connect with you you know what you can watch uh, segments interviews of the show on our website studio5.ksl.com there's an Instagram handle by that same name and you can access through the free KSL app as well and then the Family Rules program is through byutv.org and I'm just humbly at Brooke Walker on Instagram just sharing pictures of my kids is all you'll get there so <laughs> yeah, don't great. don't also, have high expectations I want to add keep in mind that BYU TV also does have their new app out that is free so all of the Family Rules episodes are also there Isn't thank that you for so that cool. well we love you so much and you Back carry you. the light as oh. well and it's it is so evident that that is who you are and that you've embraced that and that you are very not apologetic about Mm. just being happy and joyful and feeling grateful. I think that gratitude, we all understand this, gratitude is really the parent virtue of all other virtues. And when you carry gratitude in your heart, you will exude more joy. So look around and, and find the things to be grateful for and the people to be grateful for and make sure that you tell them. Well, Brooke, thank you. Thanks, ladies. Thank you so much for being here and for being such a light. And friends, thank you for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life. Nothing we have said is more important than the specific things you have felt that are personal for you. We invite you to write down those promptings you feel and most importantly, act on them. We love you. We're cheering you on and we look forward to being with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Mic check one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Pop. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Pop. That's it? Just throw in the pop? Well, pop. because a pop sees how you, of how course, you, if you're you going to excite them out. Well, then show me how you can do it back. <laughs> pop, 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 pop. Oh, and she's in the red. <laughs> there it is. So good. Was that, did that even make sense? It made Oh, it totally made sense. After I said the word dump 60 times, I was like, okay, what are we I talking about? That. When you say powerful <laughs> words like that,